Hello and welcome to another edition of the Don't Be What I Just Said podcast. I am me, 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 Johnny the Outsider. He is the one, the only 28 living in my parents' basement, the Luchador. That's all true, by the way. I do live in my parents' basement. Soccer to nobody. And, uh, Beautiful, beautiful twenty-eight year old. Don't let <laughs> that. True. Don't let that age, ageless voice fool you. He is a young pup. It's true. He is. He is a young. He is a young calf of this podcast. I'm the old bull. So. <laughs> oh man, I'm probably the youngest guy of all time. So jot that one down in your notebooks, people. The youngest man ever. Beep, Nobody younger beep, than me. Beep, beep. Nope. No lies detected. No lies detected. Facts. Facts, man. Happy uh, special Christmas edition since we probably won't have another one before the Christmas season arrives. So, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate that. That started this week. And uh, <laughs> if you don't celebrate any of those, just uh, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Um, got some Steelers. Obviously, the Steelers and Panthers played. It was a uh, really, it made you think that this team could make the playoffs after that game. We'll jump into that. It was a burn uh, burn. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, lights out. This looks like the steel curtain, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> We're back, Don't man. Don't let anyone tell you. Don't let anyone tell you. You see that? You see that in the hunt playoff bra- or you know picture every week? Yeah. Who's in there? The Steelers, baby. Uh, we have the immaculate reception anniversary coming up this Saturday. Uh, obviously. My boy tweeted out some things that he saw on Twitter that we will have to address. We kind of talked about it yep, yep, uh, yep. earlier today, me, me and him, but we'll, we'll let you in on that conversation. Uh, obviously, the World Cup came and gone, and it was historic, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. As you're uh, probably well-knowledged, most knowledgeable football uh, podcast that you listen to. <laughs> and I don't know, we'll see where everything goes from there. But uh, jumping into the game, I think I said last week Mitch Trubisky would have like 179 yards or something. Because um, I just assumed that we would uh, embrace a run. Mm-hmm. It was very much a Kenny Pickett game. And I just, it's just, I, I mean, he had a rushing touchdown. Obviously, no turnovers this week. So that's, Always an improvement, and maybe the focus on the run was because of the turnovers last uh, the week before against the Ravens. But it was just a very much we're going to run the ball and throw it when we have to. Um, even in the second half, when the Panthers, you know, as always, the other team makes adjustments, and we just try try to do the same thing, even when it stops working. But I mean, at least we didn't give up on the run this week. We kept pounding the ball with Najee and Jalen, despite getting nothing in the second half. Not really. Um, although I think this was a this was a first week we actually put up points in the third and fourth quarter. We actually scored in every quarter this week, so that 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 was a nice change. Yeah, we, and we actually was, scored on our first two possessions too, right? Which is yeah, I don't think we crazy. I don't think we ended up hunting until late late in the second quarter. Thank God, so, <laughs> they would have yeah. Presley Harvin out there shanking one. So that's always I mean, a good thing when he has limited opportunities. <laughs> yeah, as of late, yeah, as of best late. Way to, 
Best way to not get a 17-yard punt is to let your punter go out there. Um, but, I, I mean, that's after him. He did pretty good. He had three punts, 136 yards, average 45. Mm-hmm. His longest was a 54, but. Wasn't too bad. Um, the other nice thing is, like, we were in the red zone and we put touchdowns up instead of field goals. So, um, I would say that would be where you see the difference between Trubisky and Pickett right now. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. What, what game was it? The Falcons? That, that's all we did was kick field goals in the red zone? I feel like that's the right answer. Yeah, yeah I think it was. I think it was the Falcons because we would get right down the field and then stall out in the red zone and kick a field goal, which is mind-boggling since it's literally the Falcons. Um, <laughs> obviously... The fact that we held the Falcons, Falcons, Panthers, sorry, they're basically the same team. Uh, Sam, Sam Darnold, Marcos Mariota. Whatever, you know, it's whatever. Same guy. I guess I guess the difference is that Sam Darnold torched our secondary. Like, I mean, my goodness. 225 yards, average 9.8 a pass. Uh, quarterback rating 108. <laughs> um, <laughs> Make it, making him look like Tom Brady out there. It was I was going to say the fact that he only had one touchdown is the most surprising thing about this game. Um, obviously, it was the DJ Moore who didn't practice all week because of a foot injury. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, showed up oh, on man. Sunday, five receptions, 73 yards, one touchdown. God. Uh, I mean, he was killing Cam Sutton out there, who supposedly is a top 10 cornerback this year based on the numbers. Hey, this was Cam Sutton and Levi Wallace that were getting – like destroyed right was it levi wallace that gave up that touchdown or was it cam sutton i think i think i know i think james pierre was the one he, oh, james pierre gave up something uh a pretty big yeah big, you're right you're right and then he kind of made I up mean, for, for it. the most part yeah with uh that, that was i guess that would be the difference is james pierre had one blunder and then made up for it yeah uh cam sutton and what's his face uh levi just <laughs> all day yeah. all day yeah, and it was kind of surprising because I feel like our defensive line really showed up in this game. Um, T.J. Watt had a sack. Cam Hayward had a sack. Uh, well, Alex Seismith me, had a sack, right? Let me ask you this. Do you think that's kind of what you got, what this team's going to do? If we sell it to stop the run, we're going to get torched in the passing game because we're not good at either of them? <laughs> yeah, it's like it always flip-flops every week, man. Like you, you never you never tell which def- like unit on the defensive side of the ball is going to show up. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of it, man. It's, it like, seems like every week the team is somewhat prepared and there's always just that one group of guys that just get destroyed or they're silent in the next week and then they just, show out. It just feels like they heard all the criticism against the Ravens, so they said, all right, we're going to sell out let's stop the run and then oh, they get yeah. torched by Sam Darnold. Um, for, like I said, I mean... It, it looked like he just had his way with this um, to the point that it felt very much like we were going to lose this game some way, somehow. Well, we almost um, lost it on a kind of two f- knuckleheads. We'll fucking call them out right now. Like, okay. So uh, this is a very like Deontay Johnson type of game, I guess. Like he had separation. He didn't get a touchdown or anything. Like he was actually doing a good job, but then he gets there. They're in the red zone and he gets like a taunting penalty. And like John, go into that man because you had like a spiel about it, man. Like I love when you talk shit about this guy. Respectfully, so, of course. 
you and me we were talking about this before. We'll jump into it this way. Last week when you were playing your blood feud, your rivals of all time, the rivalry yep. that everyone called the best rivalry in football. None of these uh, tough guys showed up. Ain't none of you guys running your mouth of the Ravens. You guys all were like little kids with the head, you know, tucked between your tails and kind of just looking down at the ground. They go out there dancing to Renegade, having like the time of their lives. Yes. And you guys are just out there pouting, getting clowned. This week you're playing the five and eight Carolina Panthers. And now all of a sudden you're these big, bad, tough guy bullies. You guys are acting like you're, you guys are 12 and three. Yeah. I guess 14 games would be 12 and 12 and two run around here. Like you're 12 and two, just bullying the crap out of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Hats off to his running backwards finally worked for the first time ever. He ends up getting separation, breaking three tackles, and getting a first down. Yeah. You're taunting Jeremy Shin. (laughs) Jeremy Shin. Was it Jeremy Shin? (laughs) I I, I hope to God it was. I know it wasn't (laughs) J.C. Horn. Right. I know it wasn't Xavier Woods. I believe it was Jeremy Shin that was on him all game. Ooh, man. Let's see. Jeremy Shin. Second round pick in 2020. Uh, no, it would have been Jeremy Chen because he was a safety. But I think he 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 would have been the guy that he would have broke his tackle at the end and then like you get get in this guy's face. Mm-hmm. End up getting us a 15 yard penalty when we were inside the 10. Mm-hmm. Only by the grace of God was that not a first and goal for, that took us to the 24 yard line because there's mm-hmm. no way we. I mean, say what you want about Mitch, but he found a way to get us another first down and mm-hmm. end up. I think that was the one where he quarterback sneaked it in. I, I believe. Uh, I think so. I think you're right. So hats off to him for overcoming Deontay Johnson. But man, what what, what a clown! I I, I don't know yeah. what to tell you about this guy. Oh, it's man. like he's like, oh, I'm having the best game of my life. Let me go out here and show you how how bad I can really be. That's the number um, one, guys. Still didn't score a touchdown, by the way. So he's out there with some machismo. It's kind of deserved, but or earned, but I mean, still. What's, what's, what makes it even worse is what did Tomlin do to sit him down and put him in his place? He didn't pull him off the field. No, he didn't. There was one instance where he was trying to get back out there again to talk some shit, but Tomlin kind of reeled him back in, which was nice of Tomlin to do, I guess, because you know you don't want to cost your team anymore. But like, again, why are why are you talking shit to the Carolina Panthers? Like. It's the Carolina Panthers. They're five and eight. It was all game too. There, there's no like rivalry between you guys. Like I know, I know, I got chippy. There's several times with linemen and when we were getting into it, but like you can get away with stuff in those kind of scrums. Mm-hmm. Getting in some guy's face right next to the referee, like bonehead, ah. dude. Like you're acting like you're Mike Evans, and who's the guy for the Saints? Um, Mike Michael Thomas. Yeah, he, Oh, Lattimore, Lattimore. Oh. Mike Evans and Lattimore, every game. Get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Evans is the number one wide receiver, and Lattimore is the number one quarterback. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> you, so far this year, are a mid-number two. We treat you like a number one because we throw it to you ten times instead of George Pickens, who, again, 
two catches, fifty three yards. <laughs> like how how we, I mean that catch he made was effortless. Yeah. I I you know I do have one knock on him is, is that, that it seems like he always catches the ball and just runs out of bounds. Like he doesn't try to fight for yards. Right. He just he just kind of catches it and lacks the days and he goes out of bounds. Like he could have tried to run down the sideline for a few more yards, but and I've noticed that in other games. Mm-hmm. He just kind of catches it and goes out of bounds. Um, but again, if you can two catches, 53 yards. So he was averaging tw- both catches are 26 or one catch was 38 yards. Uh, so the other would have been 15. So the fact that every time you throw it to him, you're getting a first down. I, I just don't know why you don't throw it to him more, but that speaks to like why he's a number one wide receiver. Um, Cause even on two catches, his were more impactful than Deontay's 10 catches for 98 yards. Plus he's being covered Deontay by their will- cornerback number one, covered by yeah. JC most of the game. So, yeah. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know right there. I mean, if Carolina wants to put their best guy on him, like obviously they view Pickens as more of a threat, but you know, De- Deontay will bring him too, but the stupid penalty, man, it's just a drive killer. But what, like he, it, it, he's either dropping the ball or he's getting stupid penalties that that's, like costing you so like what more he's do you doing need to every, he's doing everything he can to not get a touchdown this year like like getting that penalty from the eight i think they were on the eight yard line they're inside the 10 like you might have got the ball thrown to you again from mm-hmm. eight yards out like we're we might run it on first down but if we don't get enough yards like we're probably throwing on second and third mm-hmm. the way the game's going you're probably getting targeted mm-hmm. <laughs> but stupid is a stupid does right uh force come <laughs> Um, I I just I you can't get rid of this guy fast enough. In my uh, I, yeah, you're right, man. Everything that's been building up since he got drafted, I mean, like, is yeah. I don't know. This year has been a big disappointment for Deontay. I mean, yeah. like we said, like he held out in training camp to get more money, and then he gets it, and then what does he produce? Nothing. And I, I, I kind of got burned by him because I was predicting that he would at least produce with Trubisky or Pickett, and then he ends up not having any touchdowns. And it's yeah. kind of a fault of his own, you know, dropping passes and doing taunts, man. Got to clean that shit up, Deontay. I mean, we'll see what happens against the Raiders. Uh, Raiders aren't exactly a set, set you on fire kind of defense. Um Deontay's questionable again. So I guess we'll see if he plays, but, we'll but then again, they got Najee on here is questionable, Terrell, Kenny. So <laughs> there's no way Kenny doesn't start this game, right? I think he was named the starter already. I think uh, Tomlin said that he was good to go. This happened as questionable as a precaution then. Um, uh, and this footnote here a lot of Steelers Twitter is already saying that if this is going to be Kenny's breakout game, but they've been fucking saying that since he started. So he's not going to have a breakout game and the kickoff is what? Negative one degrees. Something like that. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cold. Like, they're going to, they're going to throw the ball obviously, but like that's not going to be your go-to. This is another run the ball game, but mm-hmm. you know what? I could see Tomlin. I could see Tomlin. Being like, you know what? I need to 
shut down all this talk and like show everyone that Kenny's a man and mm. try to make him go out there and just sling the old pigskin around and do something crazy with it. But well, hopefully, ah. Pat, Patty the Batty uh, is healed from whatever it was ailing him. I think it was a foot injury, and he also wasn't targeted at all in this game, which was kind of confusing at first but then when you look at the context like obviously he's hurt and maybe you don't want to put him in danger of getting like a more significant injury you know yeah I know you may have said all along this season there's no reason to risk the health of your players for a meaningless season but because we won this game everyone everyone just has to keep going with the Never lose its season. Oh, it's not going to start this year. Oh, jeez. Hmm. But you want to? You want to? Uh, just, huh? just. Yeah, we'll jump into that one. But while but, we're yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, wide yeah. receivers, um, yeah. Deontay Johnson has 123 targets for 77 receptions, uh, 775 yards. George Pickens 42 catches on 69 targets, 643 yards, and wow. two touchdowns. So, I. I, I don't know what more you need to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what more needs to be seen, said. Um, but you guys are feeding the ball to the wrong guy. But again, I'm not as like worried about it because I just kind of, you just kind of knew that the game plan was going to come out and run. Um, me personally, I, I just feel like, Tomlin, whatever reason, doesn't like Trubisky, um, which is weird because I would assume he would have had a say in bringing him in. But right, uh, I guess that's also probably why he went out and got Pickett too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe he didn't have a full say in the Trubisky thing. But for whatever reason, I mean, he goes out there and says, "Well, anyone would have had a good game behind this." Uh, offensive line like literally like buried his ass last week give him some credit he went out there executed the game plan um, mm-hmm. made the throws when he had to like don't don't be a douchebag Tomlin because I didn't see you throw your boy Marcus Allen under the bus yeah there so you go here we go this will be the perfect segue so Marcus Allen uh special teamer what, what even happened what happened during the play okay so well let's give a little insight onto Marcus so, Allen real quick He's a perennial special teamer, right? Like, he, he they tried him at inside linebacker, backup safety. He doesn't do a lot. Well, I guess it was during a TV timeout. I don't remember the exact play, but it was a TV. No, oh, it, yeah. was, it was after Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith got back-to-back sacks. And then I think it was like they were going to punt or something, right? And then so yeah. TV timeout, and for whatever reason – it's not your boy but the boy the man marcus allen decides to go to the panthers sideline and start talking shit for what reason like you are a a nobody on the team man he he wasn't a part of any of those sacks like he had nothing to do with getting him to fourth down and getting him into a punt like yeah just do your job like just yeah like literally your only job is to go out there and block and hope Stevenson doesn't bobble the ball or do something stupid. Right. Like that's your only job. As a special teamer, the 
only reason your name should be called is if you're catching the ball and you make a big play or you're defending the putt and you make a big tackle. Mm-hmm. If your name's getting called for any other reason, like, and that, that's always been Tom's thing is like, for whatever reason, he just loves special teams and we always have a garbage special team and it always shows up when we least need it, whether that be dropping punts, stupid penalties, mm-hmm. um, not being able to block so we can kick a field goal, um, yeah. you name it. When it comes to special teams, which is what Tomlin always harps on, we have to have one of the worst in the league outside of Boswell. Boswell is the only person on a special team that's worth his weight in salt or whatever, worth his weight in sand, whatever the saying is. Oh. And yeah, gold. And even even you guys go out and make him look bad by letting him get his field goal block, which would have gave us the lead. Um, <laughs> like, and that's my thing is like you'll throw Trubisky under the bus for going out there and playing the game plan and getting you a win. But then like you have nothing to say about Marcus Allen in the post game. Uh, I believe it was Marcus Allen that was also like blasting music after a loss yep. in the locker room. Because yes, he didn't want to talk to the media or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like at what point do this time to start get, stop getting a pass for all these guys that literally are just waste of space on a football field every Sunday. Like we hire up on Deontay, but at least like he caught all the balls this week. Like yeah, yeah. They were able to overcome the penalty. But mm-hmm. let's say that let's say that they don't overcome the penalty. Let's say he gets them knocked all the way back to the 23 and then the O line shows up and gets a bunch of like it's not out of the question that they start yeah. getting holding penalties or false starts. <laughs> um, right. Now, all of a sudden, like, you don't get points. You, you don't end up with a touchdown. Um, you know, at that point, if we don't get a touchdown, you take seven away, that puts us at 17, add three, that puts us at 20. Like, it looks like a completely different game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and like I said, with our O-line, when things start to go off the rails, like, we could have got knocked out of field goal range. <laughs> so <laughs> it could have very easily been 17-16. Uh, but Talon has nothing to say about this thing. No, even the media was asking about it, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to give you that pound of flesh." Like a classic Tomlin answer. Like you're not really giving anybody anything to chew on. But like, when are you going to berate this guy? Like, when you get like, what else does he need? Like, you know, he's not normally like he doesn't normally do stuff. Well, yeah, he does. Like, at what point are you going to look at him and be like, man, cut the shit out? Because, like, you're literally costing your team. Like, yeah, it's cool to be a hype guy and hype the boys up. But, like, when you're costing your team, like, field position by your antics, like, do something. He doesn't have – you don't have to berate him in the media. All you have to say is, I I saw what I saw, and I'm going to go have a nice long talk with him about how he can't have costly penalties. Right. Just say something like that. How is that controversial? He made a bonehead play that was very costly. Could have cost you the game. Um, you know, Deontay taking you out of the red zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Allen taking it from a punt to a first down. Like, how is it, how, how hard is it to say that there was costly penalties? Unfortunately, we were over, able to overcome them, but we can't have that. Like, right. how is that giving someone a pound of flesh? Like, no one's going to hear that. And like, Ooh. Yeah, right, right. Like, 
thank God Tomlin isn't just giving us one of his stupid Tomlinisms. He's actually <laughs> act, he's actually acting like a professional head football coach. Like, do you think Bill Belichick is going to sit there and go, I'm not going to talk about it? Bill Belichick would have grabbed the guy by his helmet, tossed it into the stands, and told him to have a seat. <laughs> like, you're done. Yeah, he probably would um, have, man. I can see that for sure. But it's because he's you, Tomlin's guy, yeah. man. Like, he's always Hell, taking Andy, care of him. Andy Reid might do the same thing. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but you're not going to get that out of Tomlin. Um, we can jump into that, but um, I don't know. It's just it's just a very frustrating game because you and me both watched this game, and I think we had the same expression when it was over. It was like, cool. Yeah, we, yeah. We beat the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, it was a game um, that we had. We should have won, and we actually did. But you know, it's just like, all right. So on to next week. I mean, I will say that it felt more like what we should have done against like the Falcons instead of beating them 17-16. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you it's a, it's a little bit of a – it makes you feel a little bit better that we, you know, won 24-16. Like, right. Felt like, felt like we played a football game, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Still nothing that gets you, like it's – it's the Panthers, so, like, it doesn't get you hyped, like, oh – this is what this team could be like. Right. We're not doing this. We're not doing this against the 500 and above teams. We're doing this against the under 500. Um, so it, it's just my takeaway from this game is like Matt Canada is t- still sucks. Um, <laughs> Tomlin still can't coach a defense, um, even though he's supposed to be a defensive guy. Because again, Sam Darnold against the Seahawks had 120 yards in a game where they put up 30 points. Against us, he has 225 yards. Wow. Uh, in a game, they put up 16. <clears throat> so um, I, I guess you hang your hat on actually stopping the run. But if if this is who we're going to be, that we have to either stop the run and hope we don't get killed in the pass or get killed in the pass and or stop the pass and get killed in the run, then. Like, right. I don't know know how you're gonna win a football game this way, but against the good teams, you'll, right. you'll beat the Panthers, the Falcons, whatever. But um, yeah, I, which I don't know. Obviously, Saturday is a very momentous game for us. Uh, it's the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, mm-hmm. so um, despite. Steeler Nation, there's people on there that are kind of downplaying Franco's Harris and his meaning to the franchise and everything. At the end of the day, like this, if you know Steeler lore and history, and this is a game like you have to go out and win. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to find a way to win the game. And again, with it being negative one, throwing the ball probably isn't going to be a big factor in the game. But with that being said, Mm-hmm. Getting into it, man. Obviously going up, obviously going up against Devonte Adams, like yeah, against our against our secondary. I mean, DJ Moore is nice, but he's nowhere near the level of a um, Devonte Adams. And then you got Darren Waller back. Tight ends are a kryptonite oh. to this defense. Yeah, Hunter Renfro coming back too, right? Especially ones that have sat out all 
season. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like I said, DJ Moore sat out all practice week and he killed us. So we need to get a tight end that sat out all season. Oh, no. Um, then, obviously, that's Josh Jacobs, So. Yeah, they got they got a lot of weapons. I mean, Derek Carr is okay, and if he has one of those games where he's on fire, man, then like this would be a game for him to you know prove that he's still you know a quality quarterback. I mean, he had a good game last week. Mm-hmm. Like, let's give credit where it's due. Um, you know, obviously, one of that wacky finish. <laughs> Speaking of Belichick, I'm sure he. Uh, he had his way with, I think it was Jacoby Myers that threw that pass. Yeah, yeah, Jacoby and Myers. Backwards yeah. lateral. The Steelers uh, killer Derek himself. Derek Carr last week against the Patriots, who have a pretty good defense, mind you. Uh, 20 for 38, 231 yards, three touchdowns. So, I mean, he's had some up and down games this year, but, I mean, what better bounce back game than us, I guess, right? Yeah, no, you're right, man. I, I could definitely see this being a one-sided affair, especially if, like I said, if Derek Carr's cooking and he has all the, all his weapons, especially Josh Jacobs, man. Like we did a good job stopping the run this week, but I mean, there's no <laughs> there's no Josh Jacobs on the Panthers. There's no uh, right Jonathan Taylor on the Panthers. So I mean, it's good to you know celebrate the Steelers defense doing something this game, but. Man, Josh Jacobs has been on fire this year, man. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't expect it. You know, I mean, we talked about it on uh, in private, and uh, well, he he disappeared all of last year, pretty much. Right. He was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And he has a bounce back year, bounce back year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got eleven touchdowns already, fifteen hundred yards, oh, averages five point one yards a carry. So, yeah. <sighs> disaster. Obviously, you got to worry about a guy like Max Crosby with our offensive line. Yeah. Um, especially a quarterback that is coming back from a concussion. I mean. Oh, man. Kevin Dawson better be on his P's and Q's, man. You, you could easily make the argument. Like, that's why that's why you should sit him uh, another week. Because, I mean, the Raiders aren't the best defense, but they can definitely get after you. Um they're not the best defense, but they'll get after you. They'll get to your quarterback, Max Crosby. Like we said, obviously, is one of those one of those guys. Um, they had no sacks last week against Patriots. Against the Rams, they had four, which I would oh. say the Rams O line is about where ours is. So yeah. we're probably we're probably a little better. Oh, they got uh, they got embarrassed against Green Bay. So the, the Chargers they had five sacks. Jeez. Uh, like I said, I mean it's a team that can get after a quarterback. And right. uh against the Seahawks, three sacks. So I mean that they can get after mobile quarterbacks as well. So it's just it's one of the things. You don't need Kevin Johnson falling asleep on his pass blocking and can he get signed on his head for their, another time this season? I mean, you def, can't, definitely can't have your quote-unquote franchise quarterback getting three concussions in one year. Thanks. I hope they have Jalen Warren out there picking up blitzes because that's that guy, that kid is a yeah. We were you know 
saying his praises on this podcast uh, more times than I can count. But if he's out there, I'd feel a little better if they'd have him protecting Kenny's blind side too, you know? It would be nice to have something like yeah, that. Well, like I said, it, if it's what I think is going to be a running game, I also could see Tomlin being Tomlin and just be like, Canada, I want you to call up 50 passes because Steeler Nation and the world needs to know Kenny Pickett is the guy. He's him. He's him. He's, him. He's the franchise, Kenny franchise. Kenny Two Gloves franchise guy, man. Jeez. But he does. If he does the right thing and actually runs the ball, like you're gonna need to use Warren because you're gonna have to compliment Najee. Right. So hopefully, hopefully we see a lot more of him. Yeah, and hopefully we see. Uh, I hope Pat Frymuth comes back healthy. You know, because he's definitely a nice piece to have to have on the offense, especially like going across the middle. Like it really helps um, everybody else out. So again, like I hope he shows up. Um, you know, it's just gonna be. Is Pat is Patty going to be another Vance McDonald? I that would yeah I don't know man. He's he's isn't he like ranked third this year as a tight end in some categories? I feel like he's up there, but I feel yeah. like he's up there, but I just meant like injuries are already piling up on uh, very yeah. young young career. Um, yeah, he has had a concussion like, too, right? This year or was it last year? I think it was last year. He's had him this year. I think he had one this one this year. Oh man, at least one. Um, and that would be. I hope not, dude, because he's so talented. Yeah, I mean, he had that advanced like you know run against the Ravens with the Ravens that he did it against. I think so. I think you're right. No, it, man. Wasn't, it wasn't the Ravens because he only had a 14 yard, so it must have been the Falcons. But. Mm. Um, this year, Patty has 630 yards, two touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, he's got to be up there. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey jumps out at you, but I mean, George Kittle's been having a down year, uh, up until Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any other tight end that really say, Here I am. Right. Yeah. Until Darren Waller has a game against. Fucking Devin Bush hey, and Miles Jack. Come back to the FBN. God. Yeah, man. Do, do you have any uh, predictions for the score in this one? Think it's going to be a low scoring affair? Or? This game's just too hard for me to call. Right. Kenny coming back from his second concussion, negative one degrees. Like, that's the other thing. It's going to be hard to grip the ball. I know having small hands is, doesn't mean anything, but when you got to grip a slippery football, it does mean something. Even even with the new gloves everyone uses, right? I, I guess it depends on. Let's see. Let's see how the Raiders are doing against the run. The last couple of games, because obviously the Steelers are very hit or miss with the run. And mm-hmm. we're going to need it to be successful. So let's see. We gave up, <laughs> yikes. They gave up 172, <laughs> 172 yards to Mondage Stevenson on 19 carries. Oh, my Atlanta. For the game, they gave up 206. Ouch. Uh, I mean, the Patriots are a heavy run team anyway. So I guess I, 
Um, 42 yards to the Ram or Cam Akers for the Rams. 71 total. Uh, the Chargers, I think they did a good job against the Chargers, though. The Chargers, they only gave up 72 yards. Obviously, it was Austin Eckler. That, that's pretty good. Um, the Seahawks, they gave up 65. So, it seems like they got a pretty good run defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're going to beat them, it looks like, is passing most weeks. Uh, Geno Smith had 328 yards. Um... Uh, Trevor Lawrence had 235 against him. Justin Herbert had 335. So, yeah, it looks like if we're going to beat him, it's going to have to be passing. And I, I, I just don't know that we're going to be able to do it. I'm, I'm thinking Patty's going to have a big game, man. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he's back. I hope he's healthy. Um, this definitely – is the game you're going to want to throw it to Deontay 10 times? Um, this is definitely a drop the football weather, but. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I know Steeler Nation love to write a guy after one game, <laughs> Devin Bush. So, <laughs> so I know you're all back on the Deontay's number one wide receiver, Pam, but <laughs> you're, you're going to get your heart broke. That's, I guess. Best way to put it, you're you're gonna get your heart broke. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope they again take our take our pleas here and more more Pickens and more Fryermuth, more Jalen Warren out there because those guys are the guys that you know make this offense go along with Najee as of late. But yeah, for me, this game is just too unpredictable. Um, right. Because this game means something, I can see the Steelers going out and it's like completely crap in the bed. But I think I'd like to play I, for like, man. I've said it before. I just don't see I got a lot of guys that take pride in what they do on the field, um, as evident by again the Ravens just smacking us around in the mouth and us not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of sat there and took it, and then and acting like a bunch of tough guys against the Carolina Panthers. Well, I mean, I would hope that they would do it for Franco, man. I, you would hope so, especially since he passed away. But I mean, yeah. we we saw evident on Twitter that people are saying that Franco doesn't deserve his number retired, and he yeah. he was a very pedestrian player and didn't do anything of significance, but. Without that catch, we don't get a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know why he needs to do more than that. I don't, I don't care if that was the only catch he ever made in a Steelers uniform. <laughs> like that, You make a play like that, the way he made it, that's enough to get you in the Steelers lore. For sure, man. Like, I mean, they, they built statues out of the guy, you know? It was such a turning point in the Steelers franchise, you know, like that one play. Literally changed everything. Well, and I mean, he obviously ended up doing more than that. Like Frank right. Harris, even after football, it was a good ambassador for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and me saw him live in Pittsburgh, and it was just this like the aura he had to him. Like, yeah, like it's hard to put in like, the words. I, 
you don't get that with a lot of the current Steelers players like TJ mm-hmm. Watt, Cam Hayward, you know, mm-hmm. Minka, but like tell me, tell me who else you look at, at in a Steeler uniform and go, that guy is the embodiment of a Steeler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when we, yeah, it's just when you saw him, man, like it just, you could just, like you said, an or like you could feel just how important he was. And uh, it's such a, it's kind of like a, it's a tragedy, you know, like he was literally going to have his number retired and it was going to be his day. And it's just sad that he had passed away in his sleep, like two or three, what, two days, three days before. Nope. And uh, again, like you were saying, like just the, the, just, I would say disrespect of some of the Steelers beat writers and just some of the Twitter following, like, like you said, like there's, there's more players, more deserving or whatever. Like, it's just wild to me. Um, well, and that's the thing, like, uh, you're a casual Steeler fan, like, okay, but some of these guys are well-followed right? Twitter ha- handles for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I, you and me talk about it all the time that it's a miracle that these guys even have jobs sometimes. Right. Um, it's just disgusting how disrespectful these so-called faces of Steeler media can go out there and just say things like that and <laughs> still have a job talking about the Steelers when clearly you don't know anything about the team that you supposedly cover. So, I mean, you and me see that every week when they end up taking our takes, you know, weeks, months <laughs> later, years later. It's so um, true. But, but I mean, that's one thing to be that late on takes that you and me see miles away. Yeah. Um, and look, we get some things wrong. We're wrong about Dan Moore. So, I mean, yeah. Like, stuff happens, but there's a lot of, we get a lot more right, obviously, by them jumping on the train way too late. <laughs> Facts, man. But we we would never say anything as stupid as, Frickle here with the deserves number to be retired. Like, <laughs> it just makes me mad even hearing it again, dude. Like, I, oh, man, especially like on the 50th anniversary. Like, how do you not see how important that is? Is right. Are you, are you just trying to like go, go on Twitter and get like some controversial tweets and just to drive up say, some I, clicks and shit? You know, I, I was gonna say with the Steelers having a down season, like they have to like reach deep in the bag of like asinine takes yeah. just to get any sort of reaction. Yeah, maybe it's just because a lot of Steeler fans are starting to see like you guys don't know what you're talking about. So I guess controversy creates cash. So mm-hmm. why not just yeah, take the low hanging fruit and run with it. Right. I guess. No, you're right, man. But you know, I'm looking forward to the ceremony and everything that they're gonna do for the man. Like, you know, uh, somebody made a comment about like I think it might have been Franco himself. For us, like, it's nice to get roses while you're still around. But yeah, yeah. But, but you know, um, uh, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's, yeah. But I mean, rest in peace. Uh, God bless him. Yeah. Uh, you'll be, you'll be missed. Like I said, just the one time we were in the same room as him, it was just, it made you appreciate <laughs> yes. that man. Yeah. He was otherworldly. Yeah. yeah so, perfectly said, man. Like I said, uh, maybe, I mean, God, you hope TJ Watt wins a Super Bowl in black and yellow, but. Yeah. You know, someday when we, we go to Steeler Rally and, like, they're there, like, hopefully it's the same vibes, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even if they're the uh, creepy ACDC cover band. <laughs> oh man, I totally forgot about that. A guy doing the same guitar move every yep. thirty seconds. Like, come on, please. <laughs> Uh, but at least yeah at least franco was there in san antonio home so it kind of got us away from that yeah uh but yeah i this game's too hard for me to make a prediction um steelers are favored which when we're not favored it seems like we win so this should tell you that it's a game we probably lose we're two and four at home Ooh. um i mean the raiders are two and six on the road so Right, coin coin toss, man. Right. It, it really is like, uh, yeah. I it's, it's, it's too hard to like feel any type of way, especially since like Trubisky isn't starting this week. So um, you're going with a guy that's been out a week with a concussion, right? Who hasn't blown my hair back? Obviously, this every week he had the breakout games. Except for me. Um, so. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it, man. I, I just don't know if we're going to be able to run the ball. If we can't. I just. You're going to need Kenny to play like Reckless Kenny from earlier in the year when he was actually putting up yards. And obviously, when you play Reckless. Um, but I mean, again, the, the Raiders secondary isn't exactly stellar either. So. It, it could be, but the weather conditions don't. I, so, like I said, there's just too many variables to. Right. I just, I just hope it's a good game. Yes. I hope. I hope someone on that team understands how important this game is to Steeler. The Steelers' legacy, if you will. Yep. Yeah, I agree, man. I hope so we'll too. See. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Man. But, Anything else, anything else you want to say about the Steelers right now? Uh, um, I just, yeah, rest in peace, Franco. Like, again, like John was saying, like, Steelers, like, show up for this game, man. If anything, play for Franco's legacy. You know, this yeah. is the, the, the team that uh, was our arch rival back in the day. And, again, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, like, that and right there enough, like, should light a fire under your ass. Like don't go out there and get clowned. Don't, don't go out there and get embarrassed. Like, play with some passion. Like, even if it isn't for, like, a winning season, do it for Franco. I mean, what more do you, what more do you need, really? Because, you know, because, you know, Franco's ass would, would have been there, like, hyping the boys up, you know? Like, he always yeah. does. Like, yeah. being such a good guy, like, he, you know, have your back. Try to, like, rally you guys to will you guys to win, man. Like, you know, he would have had like a halftime speech. He probably would have been in the locker room talking to all the boys and stuff, like, you know, sharing stories or like just showing you how much this means to him. So yeah. go out there and show it, you know. Well said. I mean, I don't know. I just. <sighs> Mm-hmm. If if not for that, go out there and play for Tomlin's never losing season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, that. maybe that'll motivate a Marcus Allen to not do something <laughs> stupid. That's your that's your coach. He's the only guy that would put you on a football field. So, hundred percent. 
Go out there and play for him. You too, Deontay. Seriously. Also, we need to stop stop with the leader of men stuff. Uh, you and me say it facetiously, but I saw it on Twitter this week and it, it made me want to puke. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Oh, who, is, who is who is Tomlin leading? Who is he coaching up? The guys that get stupid penalties, apparently. I TJ TJ was going to be TJ without Tomlin. Cam was going to be Cam without Tomlin. Um, Minko is Minko without Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's n- no one on the, George Pickens. The George Pickens without Tomlin. Yes. Yep. But. Like there's nobody on this team that is, is better because of Mike Tomlin being their coach. So let's let's stop with the leader of men thing, okay? Yeah, let's get tired. I'm tired of hearing it, man. Like that's that's fine. You think he'd have a job in five minutes if he was fired? Like that's great. Let him go out there and prove it. Um, Eagles got rid of Andy Reid and they went out and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens okay <laughs> like sometimes sometimes you just need a change of scenery yes both the coach i mean andy reed went andy reed couldn't win a super bowl in philadelphia change of scenery goes out and win one in kansas city so you know what maybe he pulls an andy reed and goes off and wins a super bowl with the texans but <laughs> likewise we'll get our doug peterson and win a super bowl without him too but yep there's nothing he is doing right now that is putting a winning football team on the field. That is true, man. Like you need to beat that into more of the listeners, uh, you know, head and on Twitter. Cause like, again, like, yeah, like he can sing his praises for everything he's done in the past, but like, what is he doing now? Every week it just seems like it's, they're not making adjustments. They're getting stupid penalties. Um, there's not really like a rhyme or reason to the game plan at, at points. Like you've held on to Matt Canada, you've held on to Terrell Austin, who's kind of hit or miss. Um, yeah, like nothing, nothing seems inspiring. Like I don't see a focus. Like you were saying, like uh, we talked about it before about Dan Campbell. Like you can see see the the players want like rallying around him. You just don't feel that when you watch the Tomlin led team this year. Oh yeah, he's he's never going to be a Dan Campbell. My God, that guy has the Lions playing way up well past the players on that team. <laughs> I mean, I know they got like an Aiden Hutchinson and I'm on Ross Brown. Brown. Yes. But like, yeah, Jared Goff being a winning quarterback. I was going to say, I, he's just got those guys believing in the mm-hmm. team and themselves. Like you want to talk about, I, I, if he was our coach against the Ravens, I have nothing but, faith that he would have got those guys to show up and beat the crap out of them even mm-hmm. if we lost the game it wouldn't have been one of these yeah like he wasn't gonna let them run 230 50 yards on us wouldn't but, let Deontay and um marcus allen be john for no reason you know but uh let's touch on something real quick yeah let's hear it, man everyone says tomlin never had a losing season mm-hmm. he's had three eight and eight seasons uh like, is that really a winning season? Like, does that really make you go 500? Is that really the benchmark? Uh, standard is a standard, man. Coach? That's um, the standard. He had a 9-7 season when he finished third. Um, even the, 
eight and eight one year. He finished second in the AFC North. So that tells you where the AFC North was that year. Um, his best year was 13, three and oh. Uh, he had two 12 and fours. But again, the 12 and fours were early on in his career. Uh, here's where things really stand out. Uh, first year as a head coach. He lost in the wild card. The next year, he won the Super Bowl. Two years later, after after he won the Super Bowl, they finished at 97. Next year, they go to the Super Bowl, lose to the Packers. Next year, they lose in the wild card, miss the playoffs for two years, lose in the wild card. Uh, the next year, they lose in divisional. Uh, the next year, they lose in the conference championship. And then, obviously... We lost divisional round after going 13 and three. Missed the playoff two years in a row, lost a wild card, lost a wild card. Mm. So tell me, what what about that scream to you? Like, we need to keep this guy around. Last mm. win in a playoff was 2016. Um, Who was that against? I, that was the year we went to the college. Oh, that, that was so. the, oh. oh, that was the Cincinnati Bengal game that I was yeah. at. But uh, yeah, and it just seems like whenever he does like the wild card losses, they're always like embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Like they're so ill prepared, right? Like the- I mean, he's he's lost lost in the wild card one, two, three, four, five, five times. Like I remember so. the one year we watched them lose against the Ravens. I'm pretty sure, and then. Uh, obviously the Chiefs last year, and then the Jags. Like, what what excuse do you have to lose that game? I mean, I know Ryan Shazier went out that year, but I mean, that was the game you were supposed to win. And just to get embarrassed, it's always like an embarrassing loss, man. It always it's always out of hand, and it's, and it's like it's been that way for a long time. Like you never go into the playoffs but, confident. Like I know everybody says, well, it's the playoffs; anything could happen." But when it's more often than not where you're just getting shellacked, for a lack of a better term, like just beaten to death, it seems like it's hard to be confident any other time you well, make it. Well, here's a, another fun thing. When he lost in the playoffs, uh, wild card in 2011, his team was 12 and four. When he lost to the wild card in 2014, 11 and five. Uh, we lost in the, the divisional playoffs. His team was 13 and three. I was against the Patriots, right? Lost, yeah. Mm. When he lost in 2020, his team was 12 and four. So, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> he had some teams that their records showed what they were, and he couldn't coach them up when it mattered the most. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear about a leader of men when you have teams that are that good that lose in the first round wild card or divisional or what have you. Um, I mean, like I said, those eight eight seasons could have very easily been a losing season. I yes. Mean, like, why are we hanging our hat on that? Right. It's just getting tired. I'm tired of the same old song and dance, you know, every for the past decade. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. People are holding mind on you, to hope, man. Mind you, some of those a lot of these seasons where even we missed the playoffs in 2009, like the Bengals and Browns weren't anything to hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. 
2012, you go eight and eight. Like you should have at least four easy wins coming from your division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, no, you're right, man. Like leader of men or not, it, it's okay. It's okay to part ways. Um, it really is. It really is, man. I just, yeah, like, I don't know how much more you need to see or how much longer you can hold on. I mean, look, if, if you, if you kiss Matt Cannon around, uh, messes up this draft again, like, I, I don't know what to tell you, but. Dark days, man. If you guys think, like, if he messes up this draft, which he's done two drafts in a row now. Um, doesn't go out and sign James Bradbury. I I don't know what what's supposed to make us think that we're gonna get this season turned around or next season turned around or the season after that. Right. Um, you know, if if he wanted a bungle, you know, two drafts in a row, you know, we could all we'd have to do is worry about linebacker and secondary. Right. You know, which could have been fixed by signing up James Bradbury. You draft a killer linebacker in the first round and, you know, maybe a left tackle. Right. Good to go. And, and it's, gonna, it's kind of more alarming and stressful because not like this is probably one of the drafts where he has like a higher draft pick, right? Like he has – he's picking in the early teens. There's still like three three weeks left, of course. And, but uh, you're picking in the well, lower teens. you got the – Bears second yeah. round pick that's really high. Yeah, that's a 33rd pick right now, 34th. So like you have yeah, 33rd right now. A lot of quality picks. So I mean you gotta you gotta nail these, man. And you you should you should be able to, you know, that like I said, the draft's hit or miss, but like you should be able to at least get one solid guy from that, at least a, a, a solid or star player and a solid guy, at least with those first three picks. Okay, we're gonna draft Dino Tomlin, and he's gonna fix all of our wide receiver problems. Dude, that's totally gonna to happen. But like I was yeah, saying, what? Like I was saying to you, like it would be poetic if Dino Tomlin was drafted by the Ravens and just Minka having to lay him out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I said that on the last episode, but if I did, I'm sorry. But I'm just thinking about that, like how crazy that's gonna be. Let's see. What's his stats? You know Tomlin. Ooh, shit. Here we go. Uh, I don't know if he's good. Maybe he's mediocre. Sorry, Tomlin. I'm just... Uh, this year, he has 181 yards on 10 catches. No touchdowns. Woo! 5'11", 180. Man. Not setting the world on fire. What did you say it was? 5'11"? This yeah. is six foot. Uh, that's some WWE height stats right there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just hope he doesn't pass on a quality wide receiver in the like in the draft just to take his son, but man. Okay. Okay, so in 2019, he had one catch, seven yards. 2021, two catches, 12 yards. And this year, 10 catches, 181. So... Is he declaring for the draft this year? He has to be, right? I think it was already said. 
feel like feel like she was, but uh, I don't know. His son kind of responds to a lot of people on Twitter too. I think, like when people are calling him out. So that's all we need because we know how how well Steelers players that go on Twitter and talk back or engage with the fans with the negative uh, comments, you know, how well that always goes. I mean, yeah. Stephon Tewitt, Kendrick Green. Just, you so know. was at Maryland. This was his first year at Boston College. I forgot about that. Hmm. I didn't say anything <laughs> about him declaring for the draft, so maybe not coming out this year. Well, we'll see. It'll probably be a big thing. His pin tweet is from 2019, and it says, first they laugh at you, then they challenge you, then they appreciate you, then they set you as an example. Is like fucking Joker? Like, does he have a Joker meme there? The Joaquin Phoenix Joker or Heath Ledger smoking a cigarette? Or a meme from Peaky Blinders, uh, whatever that show's called? It's just, it's just like a little cartoon sketch. Uh-huh. Close enough. Uh, Oh, Mike. Oh, go let's hear it, man. <laughs> what is it? This is from this is from December 16th. Broke is an socioeconomic status. It's a mindset, and I'm unbroken. And your girl's in my DM. Gracias. <sighs> God. Uh, so my, uh, let's see. What is, this is responding to. <laughs> he said something about, like, okay, I got it. Okay, that was mean. I got to get the hate out of my heart. And someone said, got to get out of fourth place on the depth chart first. And Dina said, I got off the bench the last four games. Because, like, you never get out of the DMs. She whipped me, son. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, obviously, he responded to Colin Dunlap, who said, I could see someday at St. Vincent, Danny Rooney, president of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joey Porter Jr., first-round pick, a cornerback, Dino Tomlin, undrafted free agent receiver. And then, <laughs> then, then Dino Tomlin goes, watch me get drafted, brokey. <laughs> someone responded, Dunlap is an asshole, like most of the talent of fan, but at least earn your own bread before you call him brokey. Facts. So instead, at least earn your own bread before you call him a brokey. And Dino's response is only brokey's pocket watch. Consider yourself one. Ciao. Jeez. Please. He hasn't done anything to be able to. How, how, how is Tom a leader of men when his son is literally the biggest jackass? <laughs> well, <laughs> he, don't tell them he's that. literally he's done nothing. He's, right. been, he's, been, he's been blessed by being Tom's son. And like he acts like this. Yeah, he's already acting like I a mean, diva, man. There we go. That's the last thing we need on the Steelers roster is another annoying diva wide receiver. God. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that Tomlin has a. I don't know, dude. I. We'll is Macy Tomlin his other son? I have no idea. No clue why. What is it? I, I, well, I just asked because they don't like share this guy's tweets and 
his last name Tomlin, but apparently, uh, apparently, old Macy is a rapper. Oh Lord, they're gonna have their own show on like the E Channel or something. Living with the Tomlins. Jeez. No, it'll be on VH1. VH1. Yeah, it'll be on VH1. Tomlins is gonna have that look on his face, like, "What am I doing here?" (laughs) Like, who knows, man? God, I'm already sick of it. I hope we don't draft the kid. I don't know. Joey Porter Jr. would be sick though if the Steelers drafted him. Yeah, I would have been that. Yeah, like we need the help in the, in the secondary, man. Perhaps, maybe if uh, you know, if, if if everything goes well this season, we could probably resign Terrell Edmonds for a decent contract. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. one more, one more trip down Dino Tomlin's Twitter feed. All right, let's hear it. Uh, so they, someone responded, "What a dick to the Tomlin thing," where he's like, "I'm fucking working, leave me alone," or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So someone called and said, what a dick. So Dino goes, treat a man like a zoo animal, tap the glass, dance monkey, except we distinguish beings. And so Guy Gearson says, yeah, dot, dot, dot. He makes 11 and a half million a year and has fans travel thousands of miles to watch his team. Yeah, he's got it rough. Can't be bothered to wave to fans. Has to tell him to fuck off. <laughs> Dino says, he called him Thumbling, and the clip only shows three seconds of the interaction, but you're a bot. They're gonna take my phone soon. Jesus, I, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, man. Just imagine the sh- the stupid shit he'd be saying during the season too. Like he, yeah. he's thin skinned, right? He has to be to reply to all these negative comments. I mean, like I know that's his like father and stuff, but like the fact that you're taking time out of your day to respond to just the negative comments is just never a good thing. You know, especially if you want people to take yeah. you seriously. No, I mean, it's just like Lamar Jackson telling some dude that all he does is eat dick. Like, <laughs> I, you, you can't respond to everybody on Twitter. Like, everyone knows the rules. Like, Twitter is a cesspool. Yes. That's, that's, what, that's why we're on it. But, <laughs> yeah, um, we're goons, man. <laughs> we're goons. We're part of the problem. But you can't respond to everybody. And if you do, like, that's how you know you're a loser. I'm sorry. If you're going to respond to Joe Schmo from middle of nowhere, Louisiana, uh, and get in your feelings about it, then especially especially if you're not going to, like, argue with facts or anything, you're just going to, like, shout and yell and say swear words and, like, miss me with that. That's what I do. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, I mean, you and me are, like I said, degenerates. So maybe when we get to 100 listeners every week, uh, we're climbing, we're climbing, baby. We got we got double yeah. digit listeners, my guy. Yeah, yeah. When we get to 100 listeners every week, we'll clean up our language. <laughs> Facts. We will. I'll be yeah. doing extra work on the editing editing room. Listen, we 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 got a, over a hundred thousand million fans because. Like I said, we, we all know that Steeler Media all takes our takes and won't give us the credit we deserve. So uh, it's okay. It's all right. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean... We're, we're, we're better at you than what we do. But... Speaking truth on this podcast, like we do every week. All we care about... We don't care about 
our takes getting stolen. All we care about is our loyal listeners, and we love every single one of you. True, man. True. We'll be the beacon. <laughs> the beacon, the, the light. Just follow us. We'll show you the way. Show you the uh, who are we, Bray Wyatt? Jesus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally not hyped that he's back, by the way. I'll fucking say it. Uh you know what? At least they finally did something. At least Uncle Howdy came out last week. So after like two months of teasing and shit, man, but it wasn't anything. He just came out and laughed and it was terrible. Dude, come on, man. Don't tell me you're like buying into that shit. Like, what's going to happen now? Tag team match with some guy that was supposed to be supernatural just shows up and like, I'm going to have a tag team match now. Him and his stupid jacket. Come on, man. Come on, man. Listen. Shit. It was something. That's all I'll say. It was something. So, barely. Brad I'll take it. Well, we'll see what he does. It, it Friday. At least it wasn't just Bray and LA Knight, and then LA Knight. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take anything away from this, it's how good LA Knight looks. Yes. Like every time they put a microphone in his face, I'm just like that guy's going to be a champion. Yes. I, especially with Triple H, if, if Vince was in charge, not so much. I mean, obviously, because Vince had him taking male models and Triple H God. has him like killing it on a microphone. So, yes, utilizing his talent correctly in this case. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry about going off on that little tangent, but you know how we do things yeah. around here. Real. No, no, no. They need to know, they're always quiet. Always quiet. Uh, always quiet. Always. True, man. True. Uh, what are you looking at right now, my guy? Look like you're very invested in whatever's in front of you. Well, I was just looking because our playoff record is 36 and 27. And I think Tomlin's record is like 5 and 13 or something. Feels like it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's eight, 8, 9. It feels like five and thirteen. Are we going to give him the benefit of the doubt for having such a a different year with Ben retiring and some? No, because we talked about this. He yeah. knew this was coming. Like he knew this was coming. Right. He knew that. He knows that O line was trash. He sees it every week, and you yeah. and me can see it. Not watching him practice every week, just by yeah. watching football once a week on Sundays. That's so he knew true. his O line was trash. Uh, he knew Ben Roethlisberger would retire. Uh, he, he he got Kenny Pickett on a two-year rental. And we said it before, like, you would have drafted the O-line like you were supposed to, and your season went as bad as it did. Like, you could have got a quarterback this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you had the Bears second round. You end up with the Bears second round. Yeah. You could have traded, you know, a first and a second to move up. And get a quarterback this year. Right. Um, he knew his secondary was trash. And he mm-hmm. could have gotten James Bradbury. And he did nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I'm not going to give him a pass. He could have done a lot of things. And, you know, maybe Bradbury didn't sign here. Like, it's, but we say it all the time. It's one thing if you take a chance and it doesn't work out on mm-hmm. the sure thing mm-hmm. or what looks like a sure thing. Yes. As opposed to just like 
doing things because, well, I'm Mike Tomlin and this is what I think and I don't give a damn what anyone else thinks. Well, it's not working out for you. It's actually crashing and burning in your face. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, he just so, wants to watch the Steelers' world burn down, man. Like, it's one thing if he just has like terrible luck and he gets a Linder bomb and he goes down with a season ending injury. And, uh, you know, let's say he got Quinn Miners and he goes down with an injury, or, you know, uh, George Pickens doesn't fully heal from his ACL and ends up like Calvin Austin has to miss a year. Like, you know, the TJ Watt going out, like, that's yeah. unfortunate, but, I mean, it's just one thing, like, if you do everything right, and for whatever reason, the universe has it out for you, but this is all Tom is doing. Yeah, no, you're right. He could have he got an O-line, and guess what? Ben would have looked like a stud last year, and he would have, Ben wanted to keep playing. Right. He wouldn't even had to get Trubisky this year. Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. Like I, you could have. It's just like, yeah. Don't he's not getting a pass. Everything is Tomlin's doing. And don't call us like revisionists or like oh twenty twenty hindsight. Like no, we've been calling this shit for two years now. So you know, give us our fucking roses. But. It's like we're it's like we're telling you don't put it all on Juju and then you guys do and then he goes out and kills it with the Chiefs. Yeah. Told you not to put it on Ben. This isn't Ben's fault. We kept telling you last year the damn shame that they did this to Ben on his way out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to basically have him fighting for his life at almost forty or he was forty. Uh, yeah, almost forty. But you know what? He didn't miss games. You know who he does? It's Kenny Pickett. So how <laughs> right. about that? Yep. <laughs> Like shit, you, get, you, get, you guys were the shit all over forty-year-old Ben, and he played every game behind the, a worse offensive line. Oh yeah, so, right, especially when you have Kendrick Green snapping the ball to you. So yeah, and you know what? You know what? He also he also got a, a worse team to the playoffs. Yeah. So, yep. He that didn't have Jordan Pickens. Juju was on the sideline because Deontay got him killed. Um. So. Uh, he didn't have a run game. Actually, he had a hundred or a thousand yard season because he had to run it seven thousand times to get a thousand yep. yards. High volume of carries just to get that. So, you know, you're right, man. So yeah, I, there's no no excuse for Tomlin. Tomlin did this to himself. I agree. Tomlin's the one that brought in all these shitty coordinators. Yeah, you think Trell? We say it all the time. Do you think Trell Austin had the job when he leaves the Steelers? No. Hell Matt no. Dana? No. No. Pat Meyer probably not. Might get an assistant job somewhere, I guess. Right. Yeah, but, we brought him in. It was us. Of course, it had to have been us. So, the only guy on our staff that has a proven record as being anything other than a coordinator assistant is Brian Flores, and for whatever reason, we don't let him call the plays. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hopefully, maybe that's one of the moves that, that Tomlin decides to like. You know what? I will get quality guys on there calling the calling the shots. So let's let's hope. Let's just you know, yeah, yeah. We'll bury Tomlin right now, but maybe maybe in the off season, you know how I am. Maybe he'll. We'll give. I I will say. Well, I want to see what he does with this following off season. Listen, if he. Does good in the offseason. I'll give credit where it's due. We do it mm-hmm. all the time in the podcast. Yeah, like we have no problem 
But as of right now, like nothing Tomlin is doing the last two years says that he's going to fix right mm-hmm. the ship. Right. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't feel bad for him and I'd have no problem saying that. Like sometimes <laughs> I, with the Sean Payton out there, like if you can replace a Tomlin with a Sean Payton, like you got to do it. Get a fresh face in there who's won a Super Bowl, who knows how to win. Um, but no, you're right, man. I mean, gotta, gotta mix it up a little. Sean Payton, Sean Payton does go back to coaching somewhere else. Like it's it's gonna be tough because then you're hoping to find you know uh, Sean McVay out there or somebody. One one of these young up and coming guys that are. I guess like Tomlin, maybe, but it, back when he was a young pop, but right. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds for the Steelers. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Steelers? Or are you ready to move on to? I think we can move on. I think. Okay. I think we got everything off our chest. Yep. Uh, so, we'll jump into the World Cup, and we'll end it on the the World Cup this mm-hmm. week. Uh, obviously, is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, World Cup games ever played, and it was. It it looked like it was going to be the picture perfect game for Messi, in what was supposed to be his final game, and we'll get into that. <laughs> but Mbappe pulls off the improbable after not being able to score for eighty-one minutes. They get a penalty kick, right? He yep. scored on a penalty kick, and then he goes right down and scores again in a minute. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it's two two. We go to extra time. Uh, no one scores in the first one. In the second one, Argentina goes up, and it looks like looks like Messi's going to get its clean win, walk off. Mm-hmm. And again, Mbappe comes back with a penalty, <laughs> gets his hat trick, and it looked like Mbappe was just going to do whatever it took. To ruin Messi's, you know, picture perfect finish. Uh, unfortunately for Mbappe, <laughs> when it came to the penalty <laughs> kicks, he was the only one that uh, knew how to score. And France, France ends up blowing it on PKs, and Messi finally gets his World Cup. And you know, my wife doesn't watch soccer, but she sat down and watched that with me, and she was enamored by it. Um, I, Baby Audrey sat down and watched it with me. Um, <laughs> it was nice to finally have everyone in my household on the same side that soccer is fun to watch. You just got to stop watching uh, Cincinnati Football Club versus the <laughs> Chicago Fire. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, up and down, up and down. And I, I just don't know how you write a more perfect World Cup game. Yeah, no, they had everything you wanted. Had everything you wanted in it, man. Like you said, it seemed like Argentina had it in the bag, and then Mbappe decides to play villain and make it really interesting in the last few minutes, and then with the extra time, um, you know, some people are out there, conspiracy theorists, <laughs> or not conspiracy theorists, like how FIFA's, like you were saying, kind of corrupt. Uh, maybe they helped Messi along the way, but... Um, you know, in the, at the end of the day, 
Uh, it's, it was nice to see Messi finally get that monkey off his back and finally get, you know, hold that trophy that has eluded him for what, 14 years. Um, you know, our Argentina is, you know, one of the powerhouses in the soccer world. And, um, you know, it's nice to see that they finally got theirs. And I think this is like their third trophy. So, um, yeah, shout out to Messi, man. Like you just, it's something that he's been trying to get. And I mean, he's won every other major soccer title that there is to get. I mean, he did it with Barcelona, the champions league. Um, I think it's the Copa America, um, you know, and just phenomenal. It was just a phenomenal, you know, final. You couldn't ask for a better one. Like it's going to be hard to top that. Um, but like you were saying, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, he he was saying the controversy is here because <laughs> What's that? That's where a lot of the controversy or uh, conspiracy theorists, you know, came <laughs> up with their, you know, and having a lot of people come out and say like it'd be a damn shame if he didn't win this year on his mm. final World Cup, and yeah, you know, there's some questionable calls there always are in soccer, and yes, but for Messi then to come out and say he's got <laughs> this isn't his final World Cup, uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely adds a bit of a spice and twist, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, he's coming to Miami to play. That's the rumor. So maybe that's why he thinks he'll be able to play another year, because obviously playing in the MLS is way different than playing over in the Euros and mm-hmm. uh, La Liga. So <laughs> maybe he thinks he can extend his career by yes. playing in the MLS. Yes, I, I definitely see that. Yeah, because you know, obviously the competition isn't as as fierce in the MLS as it is in La Liga or, or over there in Spain and stuff. So I could definitely, like you said, yeah, come over here, take it easy a couple of years. You don't have to exert yourself as much when you're playing over here. Collect the paycheck, get your mind right and your body right for the World Cup that's happening in the states, man. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like I could, yeah, yeah like it, I. You know, they've been working on this deal for Messi to come to Miami for a year, I, I believe. Um, but I guess also PSG wants to re-sign him. But, I mean, the smart move would be to come over here and take it easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to back up the brain truck, too. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know that he'll make as much as he would make in the um, or over in La Liga or right. Euros. But, obviously, he's also going to have to work way less over here. Yeah. Um, He's closer to Argentina, obviously being in Miami. Yes. So that probably is also enticing to him mm-hmm. as he gets older. So. Yeah, I think he's also getting a, a stake in. I think he's getting a stake in the company or the the team, right? I think that was part of the deal, probably. like like where he'd you know be a partial owner or something, which could be lucrative, you know. You know, if yeah. if uh, everybody in the soccer world is saying that MLS is going to start being more popular in the States, like, you know, that could definitely pay off in the end for him. Well, and if you're the U S like having your players play with them on a regular basis, I mean, definitely yeah. hurt. Yeah. It's, yeah. It would be like a thing or two. Yeah. It could be beneficial for everybody. If it all works out. Right. Yes. Yeah, so the real question is he said he wasn't going to learn English because why did he need to learn it? So I guess we'll see. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I had just, yeah, that, and, like, I had watched the clip earlier about him, like, with Ronaldo, and Ronaldo can speak pretty good English, and I guess it's kind of like a, 
this is kind of like a, a Spanish thing, but like for some reason it's hard for Spanish speakers to learn English or to use it properly. So, I mean, who knows, who knows, maybe he'll come out and cut a promo and it'll be fantastic. Well, I mean, don't, I know you all Romero's Cuban, but don't tell him. I love you all. I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. I heard that all the time when I worked at Forest River, so I get that. But yeah, yeah. So shout out to Messi, man. Congratulations. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Playing here, supposedly the World Cup's going to be here in four years. That's the rumor. So, yeah. Yep. Playing in the States, he'll be close to the World Cup. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be interesting. Say the least. Yeah, definitely going to go to a game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Party. If he goes, if he does go to MLS, they're going to play Chicago and the Fire Stadium right down the street. Not right down the street, but it's in pretty close to Actually, you and me, yeah, you and me went to a Fire game. Yeah. Tickets, gave me tickets one time. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll be making it. Impressive stadium, but... <laughs> right, right. You're not wrong. It seems like it's a, like a college campus then, stadium. But I was, say, I was gonna say high school, but college, yeah, college, yeah, college, college, yeah, hype it up a little, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll be making a couple of road trips up there if he doesn't, you know, playing. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't take a game off and <laughs> it'd be the Chicago yeah, one, but it'd be just our luck, yeah. Huh? What do you think, man? You ready to put a ball in this beautiful, episode? yeah? Let's wrap her up, let's let's wrap this Christmas present up and send it out to the fans. Um. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good game this Sunday. Or Saturday. Saturday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just hope they show up. And even if they don't, you and me are celebrating one way or the other. Yes, sir. Because we yes, finally sir. get to uh, put a rest to the never losing season. But if they do win, <laughs> it's for Franco. And it's yes. just, just as sweet. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Re- At this point, my spite of Tomlin, I'd rather him win for Franco. So hopefully, right. hopefully that's why we're celebrating the next podcast. But yes, sir. Until until then, uh, like I said, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate this time of year. God bless you, and we will talk to you soon. All right, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye.